Hello and welcome uh, to the second second episode of our pot of our po- oh my gosh this uh, you know what? we're gonna keep rolling with this too bad it's too late this is the worst intro to this a is podcast a not, this is not ever. a great intro um, here M- Mike let me take care of it welcome what? to unscripted gaming oh my no <laughs> oh, no oh. this is oh no you know maybe I actually should cut this should I cut this. No, we're it's we're too doing late. This. this is Creed yeah. got robbed. This is the second episode of Creed got robbed, a film podcast from Mike of the Unscripted Gaming Podcast and of the your Unscripted life. Gaming Media Empire. It begins here, folks. The yeah. expansion. Just what wait up? until our, just wait until you you think we're kidding now, but wait until we get to our knitting podcast and you're like, shit, these guys are right. Damn it, we're we're all over the place. Like we're no. in we're in your ears. For Conglomerate. Everything. It's True. happening. Get used to it. Uh, my get name in is on Mike. The gr- get in on the ground floor while you still can. Yeah, while well, you saying. still can. Or else. Uh, and, but, and I guess a special guest, not so special guest. I mean, you're very special to me, but no. I, I don't want to say special guest because I hope you're going to be here a lot. This yeah, is Josh. We'll, we'll see. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm here. I, I wasn't originally on the first few episodes of Creed Got Robbed, mostly because I hadn't watched a lot of movies of any sort recently um kind of kind of put movies to the side a little bit in in lieu of some television and other media that i'd much preferred but had some travels and kind of uh yes, kind of rediscover I, I rediscovered movies kind of the american art form known as film yeah i as you i push your glasses up farther farther up your nose <laughs> as one <laughs> must do whenever they yes, say indeed film. we we uh I I watched five and a half movies on my travels and then did something crazy and went and saw a film in a theater, which I hadn't done I since the baby Metroid was still in the egg. So, um, yeah, and for we, those uh, who don't listen to Unscripted Gaming, uh, the baby Metroid is what I call my daughter, Charlotte, who is seven months old. So it's it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, and... Unfortunately, David says he is feeling pretty stuffy, so he will not be here uh, today. But he obviously, I you know, will be joining us back again in the future. Get yeah, the unstuffy, David. Yeah, um, feel better, dude. Feel I was better, so excited dude. to be like on the podcast with David, and then he had to fucking peace out, drop the ball. Feel a little real bummer. Yeah, douche. Yeah, last movie I saw in theaters was um, um, shit, The Big Short. That was the last movie I saw on the Wow. So. so, yeah, it has been a hot minute. Dang. Indeed. Um, well, you know, I'm like you said, you've seen quite a few movies, but here on Creed Got Robbed, we have a mission to relitigate the 2015 Oscars and spread awareness of the grave injustice that befell the American people and the cinema-going, you know, worldwide uh, population. And just to remind people of the grave injustice... That the fact that uh, the the film Creed, uh, starring Michael B. Jordan, was completely robbed, and Joshua, as someone who in recently recent times has viewed the film known as Creed, starring Michael B. Jordan, was Creed robbed? Uh, yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why was it wrong? Hearing. My word. Explain. Um, 
no, I, 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 I joke now, but when I, when I first, um, finished that movie, I had a much more visceral reaction. That movie, and I'm going to, I'm going to first off preface this with the fact that I have not watched a single Rocky film. I've watched none of the originals. Mm. I didn't watch Rocky Balboa. Like, didn't see any of those. So I came in knowing the premise of the movie. I, you know, I know things about Apollo Creed. I know about Rocky. Like, I know you kind of know like the the major story beats. Yeah, the, the the broad strokes of like of the Rocky cinematic what, universe. Yeah, what sets up this movie? Um, but but getting into that, I was not expecting from a boxing movie that level of story like the, the the emotion behind the story it wasn't just like oh hey this young guy is related to some dude and he wants to go like fight it, it, the way they nuanced the struggle of living in your father's shadow mm-hmm. but also not because of the illegitimate nature of his birth um they really tread that line very carefully and really get you to um, just sympathize with that character much more than just some like my my dad's a boxer and now I've got to be a boxer. Yeah, could have like, been. Like I think one thing that Creed does really well, especially in comparison to you know some other kind of you know like the Miles the Miles Teller boxing movie or the Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie. I think one thing that this movie I, I I really love is just all the kind of detail it has about, you know, like the, the kind of minor, smaller character building moments that they have. Like when they're going out for cheesesteaks and it's like, oh, we're talking about, oh, we're going to talk about Juan's. Um, and, you know, like she go, they're going to her concerts and just all those kind, all those like little kind of world building scenes, I think really help place the movie. Like, you know, it's, so you, you definitely um I mean not only do they use those little details to you know tell character moments but it also had just helps you know put you in that place like he's you know that he's in a different place from where he started the film and, and that means kind of a or, different or thing or the fact that he goes vibe. he goes to the gym where he should get pretty well taken care of and then basically has the guy say like I mean yeah go run around and punch some bags and maybe I'll stop by and give you a few pointers when I got a minute, pay me 50 bucks. It's like, okay, he really, he really is a ghost in this world. Like he's just, he's just a dude. Like he's not, but he is. But as, as it becomes known who he is, um, that, that question of his identity, who he is in, in, in in how, relation to who his father was yeah, and, and how he how was the raised all, like climaxes into like his ultimate motivation for you know why he he has this great job and you know why he leaves all of that to become a boxer like it oh god it's so good yeah i'm so glad that you enjoyed that film it makes me it very was happy. it was really i i was you know i that that moment when 
he's getting ready for the fight and they tell him, you know, like, oh, by the way, you, you have to, you have to take the name Creed. And he's like, I don't know about that. But they're like, no, no, if you don't, you're out. And it's like, oh, so now, now that it's kind of known who I am, I'm really, he's, he's subtly in his father's like it, shadow. Yeah. Like it ups all the up to that point, the And whole... then all of a sudden it becomes like overt and you're like, oh yeah. no, I really am now. God. And then it just, just that the payoff was like when he hits the ground and it cuts in those clips of from the old movies. It's just like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it was such a travesty that this film was not even nominated for a Best I, Picture film. I Best couldn't, I could not, not believe it. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know how political you guys get on Creed Got Robbed, Creed Got Robbed but because it's, it's black people punching each other and, and they're they're like no nah. mm. mm-hmm. it's like no man mm. like fucking you don't even know you don't understand but the, again the silver lining here is that marvel basically is like hey you and entire staff that made creed go make one of our movies and we'll give you the coolest superhero ever to do it with aka black panther february yeah. 2018 it's gonna they, be lit. They very easily could have just made be, dumb boxing movie with a character you've known from the previous movie's son, but they they did not. That they really went they went for it on that one. Yeah. They really told a they really told a an impactful, meaningful story. Um, and I I very much appreciated that. So I yeah, I and liked obviously that mo- it was robbed. Correct. Oh God! Yes, it was okay, Rob good. Hardcore. Well, you can still be on the podcast. Okay, good. Straight it, up, you know, like I'm. Robbed. It's not an official rule, but like the podcast is called Creed Got Robbed. Like if you can't, if if there's more than like a, five, a thirty second discussion of whether or not it was robbed, I'm getting a little anxious about having you on here. This is a partisan affair, you know. Get on board or get out of the way. That's kind of it. I'm sorry. There, there are no dissenting voices on that <laughs> no on that matter opinions. on this podcast. None. The Creed other other topics, has no but breaks. you know, the title card, the title card's got to stay the same. You got to you got to protect that. Got to protect it's, your exactly. Brand. It's not called the Creed got Creed got robbed. Maybe no, it's no. just called Creed got robbed. It's that's it's a, a statement, statement, not, a, not question. a question. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. Uh, well, hey, that seems like a pretty good uh, minute uh, bit on a movie we'll probably be talking about forever, obviously. Yeah. So no, you've been we'll catching up on some of the other kind of big films of the past uh, two years during your plain movie extravaganza. Where yes. would you like to start, my friend? Um, well, we can start with the movie that I started with, one that I had very much known that I would enjoy for a very long time, one that I had been told that I just need to watch. And I hadn't got around to it. Featuring a very angry man. Somebody who gets very pissed. And that movie is John Wick. Mm. John Wick. John Wick. John, 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 John Wick. Wick. Yeah. Starring Keanu Reeves. 2014. You know. With with a follow-up releasing very soon or already out? Er, already out. Already happened. Already out. this year. Yeah. Fuck. God, I know. They're coming John Wick's coming at you too fast. He's, See, by the time coming. you by the time you thought you even questioned John Wick too, you're already dead, Josh. It's already That's here. how fast it works. He'd get you. He'd fucking get you. Man. John Wick is pissed. Well, you know, people they messed up his ha- car, they killed his dog, 
that he got from his wife who had cancer and died. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a hilariously bare, bare bone justification, but, you know, it's all you need to watch Keanu Reeves kick Spending the better part of an hour and a half just fucking murdering Russians constantly. And question, as someone who takes, you know, who, who takes, uh, you know, gun accuracy very hilariously, you know, deathly seriously in video games. I just want to get your opinion on, like, the, you know, capital G-U-N gun accuracy of John Wick. Like, or, did it pass your test? It passed my test. Two, two big things stuck out at me. One, there were a couple times where, like, he was in the middle of a firefight, and you can tell he's kind of rusty because he loses count of his own bullets, and, like, the, the mag's empty and the slide's out, and he's like, Oh, shit, and got to reload and do that. Um, but I also appreciate the fact that Keanu Reeves does most of that himself. Like, he very much yeah. learned how to op. Like, if if you haven't seen it, look up Keanu Reeves' three-gun competition because he is actually a pretty skilled marksman and um, pretty handy with weapons and weapon switching and stuff like that. So he understands the concept and actually did the stunts that he was doing and and doing things that the human body is actually capable of when it comes to combat and firearms and weapons and whatnot. So um, I I very much appreciated that, you know, there, there's a couple times where he's getting ready to go, you know, he's loaded to bear and going to fuck some shit up, but he like puts a bulletproof vest on because he knows even, even in this situation, like I'm not invulnerable but immediately, you know, he gets hit in his flak jacket and he breaks ribs and he has to go take care of that. So, um, yeah, I really, I think it's uh, like it, you, it you read all those that- articles about like all the crazy amount of training that he did, uh, which in in just how like smooth the action is in that movie, like it's it it really like having those kind of details, um, you know, where he loses count and then like all of a sudden his gun is out of ammo, like having those kind of grounding details in the action just makes him all the more badass. Yeah. Which, so it's like it, it does just enough of that stuff to ground it, to make, you know, Keanu's crazy. Like it really, it really skirts that line of absurdity and reality. Yeah. Very and well. Like it, it hits that line. It hits that like right in a sweet spot where it's, um, or it's like I can. It's entirely plausible for someone to be this kick-ass. Um, it, yeah, it, it, it's it, super fun. It's a re- yeah. It's they, really they, fun like that. they really do a good job of 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 communicating both his badassnessery and his rustiness. Like and and his his getting back to where he was. You know before before he was back before he was you out. Know, after his impossible <laughs> yeah, task. Yeah, like, I'd say I'm back. Yeah, like, all that's... And that's a kind of another thing I want to, um, I guess, mention in passing, is I love the, like, kind of the world building that they have in this movie. Um, I mean, because they talk about, the, like, the impossible task he had to do to, you know, get out, uh, to, quote, get out. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, he's back in, and they're like, oh... Wait, who did you whose whose car did you steal? Wait, John yeah, Wick, like the, that John Oh no. So like all that stuff plus like the whole kind of guild kind of stuff, like it just adds a really cool like wrinkle um 
to all the action that is just it's it's super fun and makes it really enjoyable. Also, casting that one really uh, Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones, who every who is on like America's number one like you know like number one seed of like annoying characters who I want to die like shit list around that time uh, as the bad guy in your movie. Great choice. Um, also, mayhem being in that movie as like the stupid American guy who you know at the end gets really nervous. That I I very much appreciated that. Mm. Yeah, I, that's a uh, man. That's a that's a pr- that's a pretty fun movie, and I love. Like I said, I just I love the world in well, it. And the world, the, the you know the the they. They start to, in the middle of that film, allude to the overarching um, world of the underground there, of the of mm-hmm. the assassin, of the badass, um, especially with, like, the hotel and the rules there and the way that works. How it's like a safe um, zone and... Yeah, the, 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 and the, go- the way the coin works, you know, th- things of that nature, how they have their own currency and their own language and their own society in the city... Um, that kind of moves parallel to what's going on, but you know, beneath it, uh, I I really appreciated that sense, and and I, I you know I have a feeling that that will get expanded upon yeah. in John Wick Two or it has does been John um, Wick Two does expand on that stuff, and just adding like kind of like that mythology, you know, it, in addition to the you know it's kind of like with Creed, it's just like just that little like those little details that kind of hint at so much like hint at the world and give you such a like a kind of hint at a much bigger story and lots of other kind of it kind of and then John kind Wick of, 2 comes like, in and like with your fulfills on those kind of fulfills on those um little nuggets and says like hey yeah. remember how we kind of hinted at this this is what we were talking yeah, about yeah exactly so it's like having all of those kind of elements cuz like, like a straightforward like John Wick would still be a pretty good movie without that kind of mythology built into it. But I think that having that built in is what really makes this movie kind of special is it just adds just a little bit more punch to everything that's happening and kind of gives the world a history that feels really cool and sleek. And it's like, oh, this guy who's been out is is back. And it adds yeah. a lot well, of gravity and they, to they, that. They kept, like, you know they kept how important s- that is for this they guy kept to it be simple. Gone. And I think that was a big yeah. thing for this movie is, like, there are lots of action movies where they try and put too much effort into the motivation of why this person is going on exactly. this rampage or setting things up. But they, they pretty much just, like, get you in and say, like, hey, he had a wife. He got out of this job. They killed his dog. So he's going to go and fuck them up. And they say, here you go. Go. It's like I, it's hilariously simple, but it's it works. So you know you can't yeah. really argue against it. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, I'm, what, what I'm else? Glad I What's that next? Movie. Rapid fire. Let's keep it moving. Um, um, let's move on to Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ooh, I for I you know you'd even told me you watched this one, and I had I had forgotten about it until just now. I mean, this was I was um, yeah, you, you know. I was not certain certain what to expect of this movie. I mean, Cloverfield's kind of like a... I liked Cloverfield. I mean, having like a, a kind of spiritual successor about eight years later, 
uh, as like a completely different kind of thing. I was not certain how well it would work, but it ended up turning into like this, you know, Twilight Zone episode, uh, you know, turned into a movie that I thought was super effective and really and a great thriller. What did you think, Josh? So I was a huge fan of the original Cloverfield. I remember seeing it in theaters and I very much enjoyed it. I remember getting dunked on a lot because of how good I thought it was. And a lot of people did not (laughs) necessarily agree with me, but you know, everybody's wrong about some things and they're wrong about that. But (laughs) fair enough. I, I, I'd always, I I haven't rewatched Cloverfield, the original in a long time, but I always remembered um, that movie in that sense of being like, man, I really liked that. I really kind of wish we had seen more of that world or kind of heard other stories in that universe. Um, so I remember hearing about 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I was like, Ooh, okay, okay. I don't really know where we're going with this, but like you, I was not really sure what to expect. I knew that it took place in a bunker. And that John Goodman was in it, and that was pretty much in. I was not expecting anything from this as far as what we are going to be seeing or how they're going to frame it or how it's going to connect or Mm -hmm. if it's going to connect to the other movies, Um, which tonally it, it really is completely different than the original Cloverfield, like right off the bat, they, they pretty much show like, this is not going to be that film, you know? Yeah. This is not like this a is n- kaiju kind of monster movie. It's like, a- no. And this, this is not a, a like self filmed documentary of like some teens on a roof documenting their goings on. Like, th- you know, this is a properly shot, like movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for most of the film, you're, you're, you're in the bunker. Yeah, and you're with that three was, people. Yeah, it's like a. I love how like alarmingly like claustrophobic that movie is. Like it's, um, I mean, because once you, like, you don't have a lot of like, like once you're in the bunker, like you are in the bunker. Like you don't get any shots of the outside world. You have no, there's nothing else outside the you bunker. Get, like you don't have you people get, like looking for Mary Elizabeth Winnicott's character or anything like that. It's just like that's it. Like you're in the bunker. Yeah, and you're you're in the you're and they do a really good job with the way that the 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 camera work is, the way that the lighting of that is to make you also feel like you were there. Like I was watching on my phone on a plane and I still felt like locked in there. Like I was mm-hmm. in that bunker even though I'm like in the bright blue sky on a little screen. Like I was still engrossed in that, you know, couple hundred square foot box underground um and that that movie did a really good job of setting up some questions throughout the film that both don't get answered and then also frame a whole other set of questions yeah um I love how they um, they really do a good job of keeping you guessing with John Goodman's character. Yes. Because like, usually, I, I'm like, not to be like, oh, I am very smart, but usually um, your movies are pretty, you know, don't really play it 
pretty sneakily about you know the intentions of a character. Like usually, it's not exactly rocket science. Like okay, this guy is probably not everything he seems to be. But they really like with John Goodman. They really did keep you guessing because it's they ha- it's not so much whether he's good or bad. It's like whether he's you know justified in his means. Like maybe things does, are really bad out there. Does he maybe actually so know bad. what's going on, or is is it convenient timing, or is there actually nothing going on? You know there there are there are several scenarios, it, it, especially up until. Um, the 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 younger male i can't remember his name kind of reveals how he got there as well you're kind of like it is there actually something going on outside or is he just kind of saying these things and pointing to some kind of coincidental circumstantial things to justify his his keeping them there but then, you know, mm-hmm. you get the point where the, you start to question if something's going on and they show the the, the the dead animals outside. And then that woman comes up and she, there's something off about her, um, especially as she starts to kind of freak out and yell and scream and bash her head into the door of the bunker and ask yeah. to be let in. And you're like, oh, no, wait, something is actually going on. Yeah. Then it's like, wow, maybe he's right. And then like. And th- I mean, not to be like, I mean, there are a lot of movies you can describe as like a roller coaster of emotions, but this one did a really good job, I think, of just constantly, yeah. like, ca- constantly, like, keeping it changing. So you're like, like, so it's like, as soon as, you know, okay, we're kind of getting used to life in the bunker, then, you know, fi- there are going to be spoilers in here. So I, I, you know, be advised. But then it's like, oh, what's up here scratched on the window? Oh, Oh no! Oh, this is really bad. Oh, Help. I should not be in this bunker at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so it's yeah. You have you have that thought of okay. So he's been down here before with somebody who he tried who tried to escape. Did he just use this as a murder bunker in the meantime while he waited to use it to prep, or is this all a big setup? And that woman out front was a plant, and some you know. Something like that happened. Like you kind of go crazy along with the movie. Like it's kind of it's really scary. Like that. It's it's and I think John Goodman's performance. I mean, he didn't get any sort of horror movies. Usually, kind of get underappreciated at the Oscars. But I think his performance was just so like it's just. I mean, first of all, it's not John Goodman as we usually see him as. Like you know, no, he he plays that he plays that like that. A lot of the movies we're talking about skirt lines very well, and this is another one where he skirts that line of crazy and I told you so very well. Like, no, I've been right all along, and the no, I'm still batshit crazy. Yeah. But I think I think for me, one of the things that I really appreciate about the movie was that even though I had – no expectations. I still had some preconceived notions because of the Cloverfield name. Mm-hmm. So, like, I automatically assumed that the events that happened in Cloverfield or something like that was was what somehow sparked this these events. And the the way that they make you doubt that, then kind of confirm it, then make you doubt it again, really, really helped string me along and make me keep going like well shit maybe i'm maybe i don't have this all figured out maybe maybe he really is 
doing this with good intentions or or maybe there's really not maybe some fucked up shit's going on mm-hmm. and and you you never really get solid answers as to what's going on as far as are these things happening because of the events that are happening outside is it just kind of sort of related is the crash what was that an actual accident or did he do that on purpose you know there's there's they leave a lot of room for i don't know what do you think she's not going to get any answers so you're not either yeah like it i i i'd really kind of love the uh, I mean, and I think the ending is pretty is pretty is a great payoff of like the oh damn it he was right all along shit yeah um, she's like no come on it, it, it was, it's kind of fun um, like I I really appreciate you have that the, you have uh, that brief moment where like man maybe I should have stayed down there and they're like no no wait actually no, no, no. bunker bunker's ba- bunker we bunker we know is bad this is yeah. bunker's this, really bad we can this mm, this maybe I can mm, deal with can't stay here. No, bad idea. Um, but I, I, I really appreciate kind of the whole Cloverfield kind of uh, world, universe, whatever, as kind of like this whole. If it keeps being kind of like, like kind of like I said, like a Twilight Zone episode, kind of feel, kind of story turned into a movie, I'm really into that. I mean, I think I have some good news for you in case you didn't know. There's actually. I guess it's currently titled God Particle. Uh, that's, it might be a working title, but it's actually coming out this year. Uh, October 27th is what it's currently set for. Um, and it's kind of the next a uh, next film in the ongoing Cloverfield universe kind of universe franchise. So we might. I, I need I need to do some research because I'm very interested. And partially because my memory on the original is. Is is shady at best. Um, just kind of like if if there has been any talk about like how those films actually tie in, or is it pretty much kind of like one of these like overarching Twilight Zone s things? Like, where I get, like I get the they, sense they, they that happen it's like, in parallel but different. Yeah, timelines or universes or or whatnot. I, so I think it's more of like an anthology kind of they're on their own kind of things. Like maybe kind of having similar elements, but. You know, you never know. There's always, yeah. there always, there's it's always like, the retcon. Is, is all- the clover, is the Cloverfield monster actually like a weapon of the aliens that you see in Ten Cloverfield Lane, kind of thing? You know, how many Infinity Gems are in the next Cloverfield movie? That's the real question. Thirteen. That's a lot of Infinity Gems. Do you work? You heard it here though. first, folks. Hot takes on Creed got robbed here. Yes. Yes, there are, and yes, it did. Um, <laughs> well, hey, so right, let's, hit us, let's move this yeah, on. Hit us. We're with doing a, we're doing pretty good about like ten minutes a movie, so let's let's keep beautiful. this going. Well, hit us with another um, one, Josh. What's next? I watched Doctor Strange. Ah, yes, Stephen the the Mister Doctor. Mister yes. Doctor, a uh, Mister Doctor, the uh, you know story of Stephen Strange as he becomes a. Uh, Doctor for no, never mind. We're talking about Doctor Strange. Don't, don't text and drive, kids. Don't Otherwise, text and drive. You'll become the Sorcerer Supreme within nine months. But no, seriously, don't do it. <laughs> it it's really funny because I was, you know, sitting through the credits as you know one does at a Marvel movie these days. Even thinking to myself, like, wow, you know, what if, if I text and drive and then I become the Sorcerer Supreme in like 
nine months is that yeah. and then it's like then they have that like that psa no seriously don't text and drive I'm like ah yeah okay <laughs> fine who wants to be the sorcerer supreme anyway yeah uh, so but, it is it is another marvel origin story movie yes um telling the story of as we said Stephen strange becoming a sorcerer and one of the first real i think instances of just straight magic in the marvel universe at least in the cinematic universe yes it's um, definitely kind of uncharted territory and uh yeah um in in uh in kind of the marvel movies um it and definitely i think i think of the kind of when it comes to like the standalone kind of um you know kind of one hero films of the uh marvel Marvel Universe. I think it's one of their. Uh, I I think it's kind of up there with my personal favorites. Like I, I think Iron Man, uh, uh, this the first Iron Man. I still still think is one of the sharpest Marvel Studios movies. But I I really liked, um, I really liked Doctor Strange too. Just because I mean it, it's, you, you can nitpick it and say it's very it's definitely formulaic and it is that. But I think it's a very it's you know like all things Marvel it's a very well done execution of that formula and it makes for a very entertaining movie featuring a cool character that I've always enjoyed and didn't ever think they would make a movie of and yet yeah there's a doctor there's a Here freaking Doctor Strange movie that was great and I I I I, ver- I agree with you that there is the formulaic you kind of know how these movies are structured mm-hmm. um, to it. But there's something comforting in that, especially because those movies are there for you to learn. And because you kind of know how this movie's going to go, you can focus more of your attention on learning this character and getting to know that person as we move towards the next, you know, group the next film. As we like le- the next as Civil War, the Infinity War, where like they can do a lot more things to kind of change up that formula. They don't. They don't have to tell you more about that character and their motivation and who they are and how they got to be where they are because you know that and they can they can spend their time on other stuff. But I also agree that this is probably one of my favorite standalone hero mm-hmm. movies in that universe because I think Doctor Strange is a character that has enough personality to carry a film on his own. Um, and I think that's why Captain America and Thor... Um and Hulk kind of struggle with that. I have not seen Ant Man yet, so I can't really speak to that. But um, just judging by his interactions in Civil War, you kind of get the sense that he he's more of a supporting man than he is a, a lead necessarily. Um, but I just think that that character and and to an extent Benedict Cumberbatch are just good enough to carry a film on their own and have have good enough. Yeah, he's definitely very charismatic, and I think um, I, his band his banter works on its own rather than playing off of another hero. Well, exactly. Like I think, which uh, is not a bad thing, but it's just a fact of that character being able to hold up a movie on their own. Mm-hmm. And I really, I mean, it's kind of a again, it's a familiar kind of dynamic that we've seen in Marvel movies before. But I really enjoyed how they, you know, that. They they did a really good job, I think. And Benedict Cumberbatch is a, is a great job doing this. Is like of kind of playing like the know it all like asshole. Like 
uh, Mr. Strange, Doctor Strange, okay, Doctor. Like, you really buy him, like, correcting somebody like that. Yeah. Um, You're like, no, that that guy totally fucking would do that. Yeah, and I, I, I think he does a really good job of, like, selling, his, like, Doctor Strange, like, the know-it-all, like, I mean, super, like, brilliant surgeon who's kind of like a an ass, you know, kind of being humbled by losing his ability, like, losing his ability to do what made him so famous and re- well-renowned, like, kind of but having they, you a know, redemption they up, into something else. Like, I think that's a really... They, they but make they it also a really set up and, and interesting early art. in the film his his unconventional ways and his ability and desire to kind of use techniques that may kind of be considered um, out there advance too much for society you know kind of pushing the limits mm-hmm. you know they they set that up early with both his own methods and his desire to get better with later on when he kind of gets to the stuff that only the sorcerer supreme is supposed to know in those books and saying like nah nah i'm gonna look at that stuff because yeah and i think and and you make a really good point because i mean that's and one thing i i, I thought was really enjoyable about this movie is how Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, and in, in his confrontation with Dormammu, um, he doesn't just punch him. It's, I mean, he's this, he's you know wildly outmatched, and he so he doesn't try to like punch him to death or like CGI laser beam him to death. He kind of he outsmarts him with, you know, using a kind of like a, like kind of boundary pushing technique and something. You know, he you know, oh, you you cannot do this. You, you know, this is. This is, you know, something incredibly dangerous. You, you need to be careful with these techniques. And he I probably that. shouldn't, but I'm gonna. Yeah, and I think him using, like, creating that time loop I thought was a really kind of... It, it felt very... I thought it was very cool that that was, like... You know, that's something Doctor Strange would do. Like, um, uh, I'm kind of reading, like, some of the ongoing Doctor Strange stuff that Marvel is doing right now, and I see... Uh, I don't mean I don't know how much communication there was between the comic staff and the, the film writing staff. But I think that they they definitely did a good job of picking up on his like ability to use on um, I guess what makes what I think is really interesting about Doctor Strange of him using like you know crazy spells and like really clever techniques to re- you know resolve problems other than just shooting you know giant blue laser beams at people that I think it, that I think it adds a little wrinkle to his character and makes it more than just the. Because he's dealing, like I said, he's dealing with like he's wildly outmatched. So it's that kind of unique solutions that add a lot to that movie. I think. Yeah, I that movie was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a. I mean, I think some of the I think some of the jokes are pretty good. I thought the score was really good. I know. Yeah, the Michael mute, Giacchino's oh my God, a busy the music guy. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff, um, and I so but I really liked the instrument instrumentation of like the harpsichord and. And which I there think was is something you don't hear a lot of in movies, so I thought that was pretty fresh, yeah. refreshing. And there were a lot of really good moments with very uncomfortable and dissonant sounds and tones that really yeah. emphasized, like how kind of the far outness of it, like that. I think, yeah, is, or just like the 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 sense of dread was really nailed home by these just unearthly, uncomfortable sounds that were happening. Yeah. Um, it's, 
It's definitely. I think it's. I think it's one of my. Uh, I think it's. You know, people li- like to lampoon the Marvel, Marvel movies sometimes for their scores. I think that's sometimes people are just looking for nitpicks. I mean, I, but I think that of, among the Marvel scores, I think it's one of my favorites. Just because I mean, Michael Giacchino has been doing great stuff since like Lost. Um, yeah, and I think he does, and I and I and I, I, I just loved the instrumentation, like you said, just how like I think it, I think he, he had like a really unique sound that I think is going to be very easy for composers in different in 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 films in which Doctor Strange might reappear. I think it's going to be very easy for subsequent composers to draw on that sound and immediately like, ah, yes, I know who's, I know, who, you know, this is can, Doctor Strange. I, can, I immediately, I know where this is going. I can give you that. I can make that cue happen. Like it's a very clear kind of motif and that I think is strong and I think would be really cool to see in, in future Marvel films. Yeah. So the last of the like old movies that I watched completely. The Josh Moore uh, 4. I, yeah, did it. Um, I I did I did start watching Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, the first Mission Impossible I've ever watched. Dang, yeah, I know. I don't know how I missed those. About halfway through, really enjoying that movie. It's really fun. But I'll finish it and I'll you know have more talk later. Um, the last movie I fully watched was Interstellar, mm. which was a stellar Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. film. Yeah, I uh, man, I um. Now this is this is one I know is one of your personal favorites, one that you have been I telling think, me to watch for a very long time. I think of the, uh, I mean, people always love to like you know argue about Christopher Nolan movies, and uh, you know some people like to oh Memento is his best film, um, oh it's actually Batman Begins, not The Dark Knight, um, and so I and I and I don't think Interstellar is up there with a lot of people's. Uh, like the best of his movies, like I don't even know for me if it. Pa- I mean, The Dark Knight is just such is so it's just so good in so many ways that I think it's right. I'd still I might still have to put it above Interstellar, but I just have a really special place in my heart for this movie. Like just the, I think just the scale of it and just the like the scope of like the you know the conflict in this movie and the stakes. I just think are so high that it's it's just and just like it's when I first saw this film it was on the and this is one I think uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it uh, and how you watched it but if if you ever if this movie is ever on like an IMAX screen or in a theater like in some sort of re-release this is a movie that I think is like way better in the in on like just the, with the sheer the sheer scale of it just because this. It just adds so much to this movie, and it just blows. It blew me away that when we first saw it, like, yeah, I um, I very much enjoyed that movie. Um, I have some, I have some complex feelings about the beginning and the end, um, partially around a lot of questions about the world that they frame or decisions that were made Mm -hmm. um, during the time period that his daughter was solving the problem and getting mankind into space and whatnot. But, but the middle of that movie, like I have, I was just 
speechless for and was just completely engrossed in what was going on. Um, yeah, and just like... Can I say one thing real yes. quick, though? Um, Matt Damon needs to stop going to space. Yes, yes he does. bad shit always happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of The Martian, um, so someone was like, Matt Damon alone, oh, I was like, oh, Matt Damon's like, man, that motherfucker can't catch a break in space. No. You know, just... Maybe just stick to robbing casinos or something, Matt Damon. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, spying on people who work at the CIA. Maybe those are better options for you. I don't know. Not space, though. Mm-mm. Don't go. Um, did you know he was in this movie? I did not. Oh, wow. I mean, because I-, I had no idea. That was either. a complete surprise to me. I think that's a pretty fun kind of... Uh, Kind of fun because you know they talk about this Doctor Man guy and you kind of file it away in your head, and that, you know I also think it's hilarious that you know the one you know truly like straight up bad guy antagonist in this movie, his name is Doctor Man. Yeah. Whoa, whoa there! It's almost like you know man's greatest enemy is it itself. Man, whoa, whoa, Josh. You know, okay, so sometimes this movie's a little heavy-handed, okay? I get it, okay? And um, I I pretty much, I will say, the second they landed on that planet and they started talking to him, I got that vibe of, nah, this, dude this ain't right. Mm. This ain't right. Nah. Especially, with the, especially with the broken robot, I was, I was like, like, oh, he, nah, he that, broke. He fell down the stairs. That shit happened on purpose. He's like, no, on the surface, this is a lush planet and blah, blah, blah. I was like, nah, brah. Nah, that's not how it is you, down there. Fucking, why are you I, saying I'm, this? I'm, I'm looking over this cliff, Matt. Uh, I just see more gray, more gray shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, no, you got to, it's all the way, just a little farther. Just a little, just got to look a little farther. Just keep looking. Man. And, and so. Um, but I will say, I do appreciate, um, the way that when death occurs in the mo- like with the with within space with the astronauts how kind of unceremoniously it happens and how they kind of like you you see the struggle but you also see them having to kind of compartmentalize and say we've we've got to keep yeah, pushing like forward and moving like on with the mission it's like it's it's that's one thing I really appreciate is that like when those moments like happen like you know it it's the movie kind of it kind of bogs down in a kind of couple ways but they do really keep that stuff like like it's like oh crap but you know we're on we're we we just do not have the time and as we don't you we know, don't have like, time for sentimentality in space like, not just because we're running out of time but like every you know, minute we spend on here is like literally. 50 hours on humankind Earth. is like running out of time. So, um, or, or, you know, we, 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 we just got to keep moving right now. Cause yeah. we, we just can't, we can't afford it. You know, when you've got, when you've got to think about food and fuel and time and whatnot, you're just like, Nope, I'm, I'm upset and it's pretty obvious, but like, we've got to keep going. Yeah. And just, I love the, I mean, of all, like, the nitpicks there are about this movie, God, like, just, I just freaking love this movie. Like, I mean, first of all, the score is just, I mean, Hans Zimmer just, I mean, to knock it it out of the park is, is like, an understatement. Like, the score just makes this movie, and it's just, 
like with the scope I mean of like the imagery that you're seeing like with this like booming organ in the background like oh it's just it's so awesome it's just so powerful like, I, I loved it so much um like with that docking scene like I mean that's the one everyone talks about but it's just like that's it's and and you know Matthew McConaughey's dropping like super like kind of cheesy lines like it's not impossible it's necessary. necessary like and that's so good or it's so cheesy as he, but you're just like as he yes, like, it is. It as is he so falls necessary. away as he falls away 90% and you're just like oh god damn it you're not tars i know and just man and there's something i i just thought was really cool about how it kind of wrapped up with like him sending like the you know he's like pounding on the bookcase like don't go and it's just He's yeah. yelling at himself, and then he kind of has that realization. Oh, wait a minute! I, that's oh, ooh, okay. Like, let's fucking let's get this shit figured out. Though I will say the absolute absurdity of thinking that all this quantum data needed to send mankind into space could be converted into Morse code and placed in the watch that his daughter would then find. Yeah, and and it didn't take like figure it out. didn't take like a. 20 hour loop to do it <laughs> it's like ca- it's called a movie josh okay don't ruin this for me i'm not saying the whole like interacting with the world from an unknown dimension thing got me i was like i can see that it was the putting the quantum data in morse code i was like man they could have found another way to do that like that was a little too simple Okay, that was too like, simplistic, even well, for me. I don't, you know, I don't think they have Snapchat in the quantum realm. Okay, I don't think you can upload your Instagram story. I don't even think you can email. Okay, you have. You, he could have sent a fucking tweet. Oh my god! Fucking See, tweet storm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eighty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. See, that's how you get around <laughs> the character limit of the fourth of like the quantum dimension tweets. Motherfuckers didn't think of tweet storms, did they? That, or mm. you set up a notepad, you take a screenshot, and then you post that as an image. That way you get oh around that my. fucking workout. You've actually just ruined Interstellar for me, you monster. I, I, did, I do what I do. I, also, come on. Couldn't couldn't somebody have gone and told Anne that, like, fucking, we figured it out, girl, come home? Like, she's out there um, on her own setting up the colony thinking she's the last fucking human being. And like he's going, they just now going to find her at the end. No, he's going to find her. Nobody else thought of that like twenty years ago to say like, no one hey, else maybe do we can go get him. She's on the, the the black hole. Oh my god! I, I this movie made me really emotional. Okay, somebody I, 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 I will irrationally fight for this movie. I don't. Um, I, I, I will the, say I'm part of the interstellar I, defense force. I'm sorry. I I I, I cried. I cried a bit. In the the ending scene with in the hospital, as somebody who recently had a daughter, both both the first time when she's like, so this is the age we were supposed to, you know, be the oh same. Oh my as. gosh! Like that's so good. Like that's so bad. And then, like and then when she's like eighty years older than him, and it's like no parent should have to watch their child die. Like I'm just like, oh my god, that's so fucking emotional. I'm sitting here on this plane crying like a fucking baby. I was like, you. Dad, I just had a kid. <laughs> you can't do this to be Christopher Nolan. <laughs> like I, that was another moment. I think that that just like the just the, the sheer scope of the and like the stakes of this movie, like are just just so it, where they really drive home how colossal it is. 
Like, they just screwed up on this one planet for just a little bit. And you're like, okay, well, maybe they didn't lose that much time. Maybe they didn't, you know, maybe we're okay. Maybe, you know, maybe we lost a couple, like a year or something, but we're okay. And then it's like, no. No, like, you lost 23 years, motherfucker. She's older than he is now. And you're just like, and it, they just twist the knife. And it's just like, no, no. Oh, it's just, it's such a heart, just a gut-wrenching moment. And it's, I. I well, also, also really good layman's explanation of the theory of relativity which i think is beyond a lot of people and just saying like i love no nah, that was like 10 minutes to them but 23 years to the rest of everybody yeah, man and it's like, i love oh, shit. i love me a good like you know we're scientists who perfectly understand this but we need to explain this to each other for no reason not like <laughs> i i love a good i love a good science explanation in a uh in a movie or tv show I, you know a really well written one it's just like mm, yes my man thank you Okay. Though I've got a question. Yes. I I thought about this and I was like maybe maybe they talked about it but I don't know. Um they know about relativity, but never once did they think that the signal that was coming from that planet had Joshua? been had been fucked up Josh, because Joshua? of the time on the planet you and You sound like, like you're trying to ruin my movie that I'm I'm irrationally attached to. I just that, somebody might somebody should have probably been like but but maybe this isn't actually correct because of the way the time is on that planet. Like we don't actually know how long that's how long they've actually been there. They could have done the math. That's all I'm saying. They should have done the monster math. M -m -m monster math. The monster math. Um, and I will say too, real quick. We didn't really talk about this, but the 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 framing of the movie in the beginning and the way they build that world and kind of set up what what's going on but without really setting up what's going on i can't i can't decide if i wanted more of that or if i thought like, that they i think it was a pretty good amount of it because i mean they give you a lot enough hints of like you know this guy used to be up like a you know space like we used to work for nasa essentially but now he's like you know he's just just has to farm as much as he can because um, the world's in that, a plot and like but but the the like, whole things like, like how there's no more the textbooks and like there's I, no more war there's no need for that but like why why are these drones from other nations just kind of flying over what's what's up with all you know there, me personally I had a lot of I had a lot of questions that I curiosity. kind of yes and I wanted to know more about the world before the movie like how did yeah. we get here but um, that kind of faded away as the rest of the movie went on but it really did set up a good framing device of yeah. the the oh shit we really need to kind of figure this out right now yeah like um, like i'm kind of i'm kind of glad this uh, well I, I do love definitely like love the hinting at like the broader world of interstellar i'm i'm kind of glad that it didn't start with like in the year 2020 xx or something like that like with some giant lore dump, like that would have been a real yeah. Bummer. But I kind of want that. But that's that's me personally. Well, just wait until like twenty thirty, and then we'll get Interstellar colon Origins, and that'll be the prequel movies to Interstellar. There we go. That's what I want. Hollywood Somebody run amok. Make that It'll fucking happen. movie. If I become rich, I'm going to bankroll that film. So get writing. Make guys. me your finest prequel. Oh. <laughs> Quite yes. And you said, I know we had talked about it, actually, David and I spent a good a good bit of time talking about this film in a previous podcast, but I don't want to deprive your stage yes. uh, in reference to the movie so that, that freaking is the best, 
Yeah, that with that. With, um, I mean, I say that a lot, but damn it, we should talk about Get Out more. Yeah, that wraps up Josh's catching up on some big films from the last few years. But uh, the 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 misses and I went and saw Get Out in theaters this week, and holy shit, what an incredible movie! Um, I knew that well, the basic premise of that movie um, and done a pretty good job of avoiding uh, spoilers as, I, as I'm one to do but I think very important for this movie especially your first watching of it uh, but I was not expecting that you know I had heard all the hype I had heard people talking about it I had heard very many people that I respect uh, both friends and uh, personalities on the internet saying like, no, dude, you need to go and like see this and experience it. And I'm so very glad that I did because I was expecting a great movie, but I was not expecting that. That was it's a real it's one like of, a five out of five. Like it's just yeah, it's just so good. It's just so well crafted and so smart. Like the I the. In recent memory, I cannot think of a more intentionally written script with just so many opportunities and instances of foreshadowing and metaphor um, and, and you know, things of greater meaning and symbolism just... I mean, it, it really does feel like, like... The more I think about, like, I love that, like, it's so like there's not a single wasted line in that move in that movie. Like they used every part of the buffalo or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, every single line is not just only to you know explain talk about in reference to some action that's happening right now, but either that you get you get a bigger character insight or that's kind of like a double entendre on what happens later, or it's uh, you know like, something that in- oh this is a metaphor for. A- cultural appropriation this is a metaphor for um you know x y or you know name a name a metaphor because they had you a know, ton of them and a like, lot of different this is a foreshadowing kind of point for why our creepy gardener is like does his weird sprints in the middle of the night like yep. or th- this is you know this is pretty much just a callback to the old time slave auction just in a dear weird twisted sense yeah just I mean, like every it is every single man, just there's no wasted, no wasted space. Like every single, every single line has such an explicit purpose um, that it, it just it it, it it the movie it never feels like it drags. Like it's it's the pacing is so that, good. That, like, yeah, that movie keeps moving forward. Um, it, it you know I I will say right now that I know that horror you know quote unquote horror films never really do good at award time um but we may have to uh rename this podcast if this this movie does not get some sort of recognition come award season because holy shit i really do hope it gets um you know just at the very least like some kind of just original screenplay award just because it's so it it's just oh it's so refreshing and just so sharp Um, and 
and and you know I'm I'm so happy with the way that the I can't remember the name of the studio off the top of my head, but the, the you know they they were behind Paranormal Activity and some other horror films Bloom have been House, operating. Bloomhouse, yeah. Basically, their theory has like I think this movie was made with like a five million dollar budget, but their their whole premise has been like, come to us with an idea and the ability to make it in a small budget, and we're gonna take that bet and make that movie. And it's like, not all the movies that they put out are going to pay off. You know, they're going to make those $5 million movies and most of them are going to do okay or flop. Mm -hmm. But like the ones that pay off are going to pay off huge. Um, You know, the the return on them is going to be so massive and it's really going to put these people on the map and give people who are testing out their screenwriting chops or or their, their, their directing chops to, to cut their teeth and say like, Hey, Here's some money. Go make that movie. Like, let's do it. Like, yeah. And I think it's definitely, uh, I think the budget is just something that's, I mean, horror has always been like a, one of the budgets where you can get away with like a, a pretty low budget. But I mean, it, it's just, just, it's just great to show that like, you know, budget doesn't always have to equal like good movie or bad movie. I mean, this movie is, you know, it's, it really is just one of the most enjoyable movies. It's certainly one of, I think one of my top movies I've one of, if not the top movie I've seen this year so far, um, and looks like right now it's made over. It looks like I mean it's at twenty five two hundred and fifty million worldwide. So it's it really is a formula for success to just like give talent. You know, don't be afraid to like like I'm sure a lot of people read this script and they're like, who boy, we have to tell america that liberal people are racist too oh god uh, sorry i miss i misspoke uh the mit the budget was actually only 4.5 million dollars yeah so it's it's just like it's really cool to see like movies like this get not only the funding but also the exposure um and it just goes to show that if you that you know in this age of you know to uh, to get on my soapbox here, but in this age where you have a lot of like, you have a lot of safe bets that get giant funding, like it also that are not really you know, aren't really doing anything to like reinvent the wheel or tell you know really new exciting stories in really interesting ways or you know really challenging things that you know make you look at the world differently. It's really cool to see something like Get Out. That's, I mean to like a to a traditional kind of you know studio like is a really hard sell uh so it's really it is really cool to see movies like this get the funding and you know success that original and just really damn well crafted t- films deserve also rod is the best ever man he's so fucking funny like consider this situation Handled. handled like i'm i i mean it hasn't been written down like officially but you're my rod right i think so like if i disappear for no reason like you're gonna come find me right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be the one who like goes and talks to the police and gets laughed at and then like all right motherfuckers i gotta do this much shit myself i'm gonna try and see us on my way through this okay and i i loved his i just another detail that i just i thought i loved about this movie it was just like i mean there's so there's so many just little things that make this movie so great like when rod like at his notebook he's like magic 
magic question mark and he crossed it. i was like magic's not real it was like <laughs> i'm like rod why are you even there i don't know how you got there i mean i'm glad that you thought about it because you know you care and you sex don't, slaves and shit you don't want to exhaust you want to you don't want to exhaust leave any stone unturned here but i mean like I mean, his thanks, extensive no TSA thanks, training Rod. has taught him to never, <laughs> never discredit something until he has proof to not. Exactly. <laughs> That's, I will never, as I mentioned previously, I will never disparage the fine folks of the TSA ever again. Nah, nah, they're legit, man. So, yeah, that that is me catching up on a lot of movies. Obviously, there are many, many, many more films from the last few years that I still need to watch or scene and you know maybe i'll get around to it but i've kind of rediscovered movies as a as an entertainment medium and uh movies are all right making movies yeah they're dead. not too bad cinema isn't I, dead you know, just yet my friend i kind of i kind of been dunking on films for the last few years because i'm like no nah, i'd rather watch a tv show because i feel like it tells a better story but like no really good movie can get a good story across in that in that time frame. So and you're not wrong. There's a lot of good stuff happening on TV, especially these days. We're in peak. We're yeah. in the, the midst of peak TV, Josh. Yeah, this if is. We're not aware. There's there's never been a better time to watch television. That's very true. And I think. Uh, and you know what? There's never been a better time to do a lot of things. Watch and listen to Creed got robbed. A fine unscripted gaming property. <laughs> a fine, uh, a fine unscripted gaming uh, conglomerate property. Whatever we yeah, are calling so, this, this yeah, thing. We we need to rebrand as. Un- mm, I'm gonna keep. I'll tell we'll, you we'll later work, when we're not we'll recording, so we can keep. It. We'll workshop. We'll keep it. that close to the chest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just as like a parting shot. I don't want to. I mean, because you didn't see this movie and it just came out, so I don't want to drop any spoilers. Oh yes, I forgot about this. But we, my wife and I, went to go see Power Rangers, 2017. How was it? Past, How was you know, it so bad? I like. I think I'm almost literally speechless, not because it was good, but because of just how unabashedly like nostalgic 90s it, it was. was. Was it really '90s? I mean, if if you are looking for a Power Rangers film that has quote. Make my monsters grow, unquote, quote, I, 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 unquote. I'm sold. I'm sold. Um, Said by Elizabeth Banks. It's Morphin Time, unquote. Then I think I might have a film for you. And it just, it just, uh, mm, like, I think the, I think. I need to get, I need to get to that movie. It's basically like if you took a tra- like took a Transformers movie and just sprinkled like a little bit of just a little bit of like the Breakfast Club, like an a startling amount of like actually giving a crap about the characters, and it kind of worked. And I mean, it's just like I said, it's just a hila- like completely no shame, shamelessly like ploying like going for these like you know mighty morphin callbacks like i mean joshua there are characters who are literally winking at the camera like like literally like i'm already in love with this movie that's kind of huh like yeah we should we'll talk more someday but that's uh, huh like did i enjoy it Yes, 
Do I understand why it has like a 40% Rotten Tomato score right now? Yes. And I think I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's it. Mike drop. I'm going to go see that. You should it's it, you might if you if you have a stupid, you know, fascination with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, then I think you should probably go see that movie. Yep. Yep. I I grew up on the Power Rangers. I was a Power Ranger many times during Halloween. I remember when that show first launched and mm, so this this movie is for me. Yeah, I think you should probably go see that movie. I think yeah, I'm going to go see that. Yeah, you should probably go see that movie, Josh. I'm going to make I'm I'm either going to convince Megan to just let me go by myself on a weeknight <laughs> or like try and find a babysitter. Just, I I got I got to you, go. You you probably got to go see that movie. And if you haven't already, you should probably got to uh you know subscribe to the unscripted gaming podcast feed because that's how you get episodes of uh Creed got robbed until we got yeah. a new feed set up but I, I don't so know. subscribe I to I haven't done that yet. Subscribe to Unscripting Gaming on YouTube. There's a separate channel for it there. You can follow it on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming where it will be posted. Um, and then you can follow us on iTunes. You can follow us on, oh my God, I'm blanking, Stitcher, Podcast, Google Play Music, all of those fine podcasting apps where the Creed Got Rob podcast will also uh, populate with your unscripted gaming. True, and uh, yeah, you'll see it. I'll, I'll put the I'll put the different art on it. You'll you'll find it there. You know, if you want me to put an episode of Creed Got Robbed on a flash drive and mail it to your house, I'll do that too. If it means you'll listen to it, actually, I probably won't. So don't hold me to that. Just go find it on your phone because it's 2017. Uh, and you know what, Josh? That sounds like a good, a better place uh, than any to go ahead and call it an episode. I think so. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. You should come back. It's we should. Uh, yeah, you, you know, do it. Yeah, it, it's. I enjoy talking about film with you, Josh. Oh, also, I you. would be remiss if I didn't throw this one in for David. Uh, La La Land's not very good. <sighs> it's a fine. Uh, movie. All right, it's let's fine... let's take us out, Mike. Take us out. <sighs> Thanks for listening to Creed Got Robbed. This is Mike. Ah, uh, Josh. And don't forget that Creed got robbed. Peace. <laughs>